a podcast from Delance Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delance Healing Church building at Le Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or to find out more information about us, please visit our website at delancehealing.co.uk. Today we're going to look at forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Last week we looked at um, our physical needs, didn't we? And we looked at give us this day our daily bread. This week we're going to look at our spiritual needs. Jesus moves on in his lesson in prayer on teaching us how to pray into our spiritual needs. And I believe that this Today, what we're looking at today, forgiving, forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors, is a very, very important part of Jesus' lesson on how to pray. I think what we're seeing as we look at this, the Lord's Prayer, it's, it's moving from just something that we recite by rote to something that Jesus purposefully taught his disciples. The disciples asked that question and asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And as I've said before, they had prayed all their lives because they were Jews and they were brought up with prayer and they knew how to pray prayers to God. But they saw something different in Jesus. They saw this man, this great man Jesus, and they saw how he prayed and his prayer was different. And so he They asked Jesus how to pray. And this is his lesson. And it's purposeful in his words. God has a vital, important message to tell us this morning with this sentence, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And I asked the question this morning, do you want victory in your prayer life? I know I do. Do you want victory in your prayer life? Well, I believe we need to take heed to what Jesus is saying here as he speaks to his followers, his disciples, and he speaks to us as his followers today. Luke also records the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples. And his prayer is slightly different. And together with Matthew's, we get a, 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 a clearer picture, I think. Luke chapter 11, verse 4 says, Forgive us our sins rather than debts. For, or we, or, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, everyone who sins against us. And Luke's version is much clearer, I think, and makes more sense and helps us understand what Jesus is um, getting at in his prayer. And we were looking at both of them, Matthew's and Luke's, today. And looking at those words, the first part is pretty easy for us to do. Forgive us. It's the second part which is a lot more difficult. Forgive us our sins is great. Lord, yes, Lord, I'm really sorry for the, the wrong things that I've done, the sins I've committed. The hard bit is to forgive everyone else that sins against us. That's got an ouch with it, hasn't it? Ouch. 
That's not so easy. At this point, I just want to make a note, and it's very worth noting this, that after the Lord's Prayer, in verse 14 and 15 of Matthew 6, after he has given the lesson on prayer, Jesus says this, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And I think it's worth noting those words. Because out of all the things that Jesus teaches us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer, this section, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debts, debtors, Jesus takes the time to repeat it after the prayer. And so we must take notice, I certainly do take notice when Jesus repeats himself, because Jesus is, is bringing over a message that we really need to take note of. And we're going to look at verses 15, 14 and 15 a little bit later on and talk about their context, talk about uh, what, Jesus is, what Jesus means there. So let's split up this, this verse into two places. Forgive us our sins is the first part, which is a petition. Uh, it is a request. Forgive us our sins. And the second part is a declaration, um, as we have also forgiven our debtors. Do we really mean what we say? Do we really know what we are saying? We are asking God to forgive our sins, to forgive our debts. The Greek word for that, for debts, for sins here, for forgiveness, the whole context of this is ophilimata, which means what is owed. We owe a massive debt to God. Which means absolute obedience. If we are to repay that debt, it means absolute obedience. And as you know, we cannot do that. We cannot be absolutely obedient. You just need to look throughout history, look out through, through biblical history. The people of God always come short, always fall short. It's what we are reminded, isn't it, in Romans 3, verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What I like to see in this um, passage here, forgive us our sins, for we have also for, for we have we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Jesus is teaching us and saying to us that we need forgiveness and we need to forgive. But he's also saying that we are off the hook. We are off the hook of paying those debts because we cannot pay those debts to this full. We need to do two things. We need to ask for forgiveness and we need to do as God does and Paul the writer talks about this, doesn't he? To do as God does, we need to forgive others. The issue is that most of us can do the first part, but we struggle sometimes with the second part. The language that Jesus uses here is worth noting. You know me, I I love language, I love context, I love words. And 
The, words, the language that Jesus uses here is worth no, noting. It's almost as though Jesus puts us on the spot with those words. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. You know, this is why I say, do we really realize what we are saying? Our request is for, I've said this, our request is for forgiveness. Our declaration is that we have already forgiven others. So by saying this prayer, by learning this prayer, by saying this prayer, it is almost as Jesus is putting us on the spot. Because unless we have forgiven our debtors, unless we have forgiven those that have sinned against us, then in fact, if we say, forgive us our sins, or forgive us our debts, as we have, or, or read, uh, have forgiven our debtors, if we haven't, then we are actually lying. And maybe we shouldn't be praying the prayer at all. And so this is an extremely, extremely challenging part of the Lord's Prayer. The thing is, being human, do we try and justify any unforgiveness in our lives? By thinking we are justified to feel the way we do because they really upset me, they really hurt me. Their sin against us, their sin against me is unforgivable. I believe we cannot brush over Jesus' words here. Forgive us our sins. We're quite happy for God to forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone, everyone who sins against us. Have we? Have you forgiven everyone? Very challenging. Verse 14 and 15 again, let's have a look at that. And it is very clear and to the point. It says, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. If we do not forgive others, then our Father cannot forgive us. One writer says this, we have to promise to forgive. We cannot pick and choose which of these petitions, that's the petitions in the Lord's Prayer, suits us. We are brought face to face with the heart of Jesus' teaching on the kingdom of heaven and are forced to apply his words or not pray this prayer at all. I need to make an important point here to clarify that this prayer is not a, this prayer for forgiveness that Jesus is teaching us is not a prayer of salvation. We need to make that clear today. And the Lord's subsequent words in verses 14 and 15 that he cannot forgive us are not referring to salvation. I've said this before, that this prayer, the Lord's prayer, is a believer's prayer. The presumption is that you have already given your life to Christ. You've already come to Christ and asked for forgiveness for your sins. And you've dedicated your life to God and say, I'm going to live my life to God. You are effectively saved. You are a follower of Jesus. Remember, Jesus is teaching this prayer to his disciples, to us, his followers. 
And so this forgiveness that Jesus is talking about is not referring to salvation. This prayer for forgiveness cannot be a prayer for salvation because then we will be entering into a situation of salvation by works. Because forgiving others is an act of work. We are not saved by works. We are saved by faith, aren't we? It says in Ephesians, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. So if we were to take out of context these words of Jesus... Um, if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. We may feel that, okay, in order to get salvation, to, in order to have eternal forgiveness, then I need to pray, I need to forgive others. No, because then we're entering into faith by works. This prayer is for forgiveness. It is not a prayer of salvation. Jesus is saying that he wants us to keep short accounts with the Father so that our relationship with God will be stronger and better. You know, when we give our lives to Christ, when we've given our lives to Christ, we still keep on doing things which we shouldn't be doing. And so God, in his amazing grace, has has allowed us as his followers to be able to come to him and ask for forgiveness. And he will forgive us. He will forget those sins. And on this journey that we are, every one of us, on this journey of sanctification, of, of, of growing to be like Christ, of growing to understand the word of God, of, of, of knowing Jesus deeper and deeper and deeper, on this road of sanctification, then we do make mistakes. And so that's the context of the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others who have sinned against us. We need to keep that short account with the Father so that we are close to him. I hope, like me, you want to be close to God. You want to be nearer and nearer to God. You want to be able to follow his word. As I prayed earlier, we don't want to settle for mediocre. We don't want to settle for ordinary. We want to be extraordinary. God says that we are a peculiar people, that we are set apart. And sometimes... Unforgiveness can creep into our lives and cause us to, to not be as close to God as we could be. Praying for forgiveness regularly because we all sin keeps us from the sin of self-righteousness. It goes without saying that none of us are perfect. Every one of us has come short of his glory. We all need to be given, we all need to be forgiven, some of us on a daily basis. Jesus knows this, and so he teaches us this lesson in this prayer on how to pray. It also goes without saying that somebody or someone or another will hurt us. Somebody will do something against us, say something to us, do something we don't like or not do something we don't like. So we will need to forgive others. That is for sure. And people will need to forgive us. I know, and I'm, 
I'm not some super spiritual person. To know this, I know that every one of us here today will have on an occasion been hurt by someone or possibly you have hurt someone yourself. Remember, no one is perfect. We've all have failed. Sometimes we can hurt people without them knowing it. And people can hurt us without them knowing it. And in those circumstances, we need to forgive them. As Jesus teaches us, forgive us our sins. As for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. R.T. Kendall says this, The truth is, we have all sinned and have all been sinned against. Jesus gives us this petition in order that we will be forgiven of our own sin and failure and that we, in turn, will show our gratitude for being forgiven by forgiving everyone who has hurt us. Jesus knows that we need to forgive and we need to be forgiven. My challenging question today is this. Have you forgiven those that have hurt you? And I ask myself this question as well. Have you forgiven those that have hurt you? Have you really? If your answer to that is no, then Jesus is saying in this lesson on prayer that we need to sort it out. Because the presumption of this prayer is that you have forgiven your debtors. You have forgiven everyone who has sinned against you. It is past tense. Forgive us our debts as we have, as we also have forgiven our debtors. We need to ask ourselves if we can actually, truly pray the Lord's Prayer. Because if we have not really forgiven those that have sinned against us, then in fact we're being untruthful in our prayer when we say the Lord's Prayer. It is that serious, I believe. And because it is that serious, we need to answer it honestly. In a few minutes, we're going to be taking the communion. And that's all about forgiveness, isn't it? In fact, we are told to examine ourselves. And I believe that there is a real release, a true, truly powerful release when we come to a place of revelation that, in fact, that sometimes we have been harboring unforgiveness. And it could be that that unforgiveness may be a blockage in our spiritual lives. That, as I said earlier, sometimes we're able to justify, we're very good at doing that, justify feeling and not being able to forgive somebody because they really hurt me. How can I do that? But Jesus is really clear in his words and so we have to be completely honest with ourselves if we want to know how to pray as the disciples did then Jesus is saying that we need to not only ask for our own forgiveness for the sins that we have done against others but also forgive everyone that sinned against us 
Remember, God has said, remember I said God has let us off the hook. Well, then we are all expected to do the same, to let others off the hook. Some people liken this uh, petition, this request uh, for forgiveness as a covenant, as a um, contract between you and God. The agreement being, I agree to forgive others as I pray for my own forgiveness. I remember when Sally and I got married, uh, we wrote our own wedding vows and I remember them to this day. And I made a decision as part of my covenant, as part of my contract with Sally, and that's what our, our marriages are, a contract with Sally. I, I said this in my, in, our, in my vows, that I promise to be the first to forgive. And I don't say that to blow myself up and, and big me up. I'm just using that as an illustration that just as forgiveness is vital in a marriage, vital, it's, it's vital, isn't it, in a marriage that we are able to forgive our partners, our spouse. It's vital, in our, it's vital in our relationship with God and with others. 2 Corinthians 2 verses 10 and 11 says this, If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive... I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And I think it's interesting in those verses that um, Paul uses the, the example of Satan. I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us. This verse is basically saying that if we do not forgive others, then we are given an invitation to Satan to walk right in and mess our lives up. We are given an invitation when we harbour that unforgiveness. We are given an invitation to Satan to come on in. And we have seen it so often where people have been taken away by the enemy's schemes. I believe that there is a real release and joy in real forgiveness. Whether that is for yourself or for others, I believe that total, total forgiveness leads us to total freedom. I believe that in that freedom, you will be nearer to God and you will know a greater sense of God and the Holy Spirit in your life. I want to be able to, I want you to be able to pray the Lord's Prayer in all honesty and truly from the heart. Coming to the close of my word today, um, I intended, as you know, I was unwell at the beginning of the year, and I, t I intended to condense the sermons um, on the Lord's Prayer. And I was going to do two things today. I was going to do forgive us and deliver us. But as I was writing it, I just felt that the Holy Spirit saying, no, we need to leave it here, um, I'll do deliver us at another time. I didn't feel it would be apposite to do so today because I believe it would be a distraction from what God wants to do in our lives this morning. 
And I, I don't believe that we can just rush over these words. Forgive us our sins as we, have, uh, as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And so what I want us to do this morning, I believe that this sermon, this word, requires a response. It requires a response from all of us. It may be that we are living in complete freedom, total freedom, and that we have forgiven everybody. But there may be some this morning that need to search their hearts to discover, well, yes, maybe I am harboring some unforgiveness in my heart. And I believe there will be great, great release from doing business with God. Now, I'm not suggesting that we come up the front and everything because this is between you and God. And so what I want us to do, just for a few moments, is I want us, uh, I'm going to ask Mike to play a track on, on a CD. I want us just to bow our heads and to do some business with God this morning. You know, sometimes we, we, um, we hear the word of God preached on a Sunday, and we say, oh, great, that was a wonderful word. Thank you, Pastor. And then we go on with our, our daily, daily lives. Sometimes I believe there are sermons and there are words that we need to really respond to. You know, we don't just come here each Sunday morning to hear a lovely word of God preached. We come here to hear the voice of God. And through the preached word, the anointed preached word, we hear the voice of God. That is how God planned it. And so this morning I want us to bow our heads, search our hearts. And if you have got unforgiveness in your life, Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe you haven't forgiven yourself for something. Or maybe there are things that people have done to you or said to you or haven't said to you or haven't done for you anything. People that have sinned against you. I want us to deal with God and, and, and bring total forgiveness if we can. So, Mike, I wonder if you could play that track for us as we spend a few moments and then that will lead. Uh, Nigel will come. And he's going to lead us in a time of communion. And that's why I wanted to do it afterwards, because forgiveness is all, it's all about forgiveness, isn't it? from Delancey Elim Church. For more podcasts, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.